Welcome to the Fans Edge Sports Talk Podcast, hosted by Mike and Essex. We want to give listeners a fresh take on all things sports. We are professionals. We are fans, just like you. Make sure you subscribe into our uh, all of our social media platforms on Facebook, on Twitter, Instagram, and definitely YouTube. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, please hit the subscribe and the like button. It'll definitely help us out. We'd be greatly appreciated. I want to start off by, uh, you know, talking about what's been going on. Basically, I got a new job, and it is in Dallas. You know, we we normally record our shows on Sunday, and now I work Sunday through Wednesday. I'll drive up uh, Thursday morning, and then I'll work again uh, up here in Conway, Arkansas. So. Uh, only day I really have to spend time with my family is Friday, and then I'm headed back down to Dallas. Uh, what's that? Saturday night, you know. So, I mean, I love my new job; it's amazing. But we just gotta roll with the punches, you know. Uh, when life hands you lemons, you gotta make lemonade. You know, that's what I was taught, and I'm just trying to make lemonade. Um, what we are going to try to do is is maybe Thursday mornings or Friday night, we're going to probably try to uh, be giving you all a show. That is still in the work, so do not think that I'm sitting here putting it completely in stone. Um, I want to start off by, because I posted it on our Facebook and everything, and want to give a shout-out to the people who, you know, uh, sent me congrats and everything on a new job. Uh, Patrick, uh, Mike, and... uh, my cousin, Adrian Lofton, uh, Coach Perry, and Calvin McMichael. I want to thank y'all so much uh, for the encouraging words, for just everything. I want to thank y'all. Um, and also, thank you for supporting this page, supporting this podcast, because without y'all, uh, we would be nothing. <laughs> um, want to start off by, I guess, you know, we got to go into old news. I don't want won't want anybody thinking I'm ducking or anything. Like I said, I've been pretty busy working this new job. Uh, college football playoff. You know, my Ohio State Buckeyes came up short, but I'm still proud of them. You know, uh, there are some people who will say, hey, Ohio State, it just proved that they didn't belong. Well, I would definitely disagree. I think, you know, who, who are you going to say belong? Clemson? No, they got blown out as well. You know, they got blown out by Ohio State. What I will say is, is I just think that this Alabama team was way better than I can say I probably gave them credit for way better than what I gave them credit for. And it just honestly seemed like, you know, Steve Sarkeesian was playing chess and Kerry Combs, the defensive coordinator for Ohio State, was playing checkers. And uh, Alabama had Ohio State's number, um, even – you know, some people, some Buckeye fans are saying, hey, you know, uh, Ohio State would have had a chance if so-and-so didn't get hurt or uh, if, you know, we had these guys uh, but because of the Rona, they were all because of the Rona. No, I think Alabama still would have won that game. It might have been a little bit more competitive, but Alabama was, you know, they'll go down in college football history, and I will say that this is the best Alabama football team uh in their history as well. Uh, you got any takes on, on that? I mean, I can uh, I can agree with you with uh, uh, this probably being one of the best Alabama teams that 
I for sure have seen. And it was a it was a pretty interesting game. For a second there, I thought honestly y'all were gonna go back and forth, back and forth. I feel like Trace Herman going out kind of hurt y'all a little bit, but y'all still went out there and played to the best of y'all abilities. Y'all didn't give up, y'all didn't quit fighting. And that's what a, it seems like a lot of teams do when they play Alabama. And once they get down, they just give up and quit. But y'all just continue to be y'all. And, yeah, it's just – it was a wild year in college football. It was – we had a lot of question marks coming into it. But right. I – honestly, I had I still had a lot of fun watching the season. So, I would – I'm really ready for next year. I mean, I'm always ready for college football, but – if things, if the world is still how the world is operates, how the world start operating right now, next next season we'll have a little bit of a, I guess a a guideline to go by, so we'll know what to expect a little bit more. But yeah, hats off to Alabama. Hats off to Devontae Smith also for yeah. snatching up the Heisman. Only the third, only the third receiver to ever do it. First one since Desmond Howard. I mean, hey. They come in all shapes and sizes because he's not the biggest, but he went out there and performed and showed that he was the best player in college football this year. Yeah, and I, I think his uh, his message that he had was amazing, you know, telling people, like, just because someone say, hey, you're too small or, you know, you're not the biggest and everything, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't ever let anybody count you out, you know. Thanks. Uh you know, I said that I wanted him to win the Heisman, and I'm I'm glad that he did end up winning the Heisman, man. Uh, like you said, you know, since Desmond Howard, Desmond Howard can shut up sometimes, but neither <laughs> here nor there. But um, you know, there there are so many things going on. I want to say we already talked about Steve Sarkeesian going to uh to Texas. Uh, have we talked about Brett Bielema being the coach at Illinois? Well, if we haven't, Brett Bielema would be in the. We haven't. I'm just going to, you know, rehash it a little bit. I don't think it's really going to work. He said that he learned a lot from the SEC and everything like that, but I just don't feel like his offensive style of play is going to match up to where the Big Ten is actually evolving. Because the Big Ten, you could tell Wisconsin, who kind of ran, you know, that Bielema style offense, is starting to incorporate more of a passing game into their offense as well. You know, uh, Minnesota, who used to be a run-pounding team, is definitely, you know, with P.J. Fleck, pass-heavy team now, you know? So I'm not sure how Brett Bielema is going to work out there. I'm not sure either, but when, like, he has some experience in the SEC, he has some experience in the Big Ten, and then he – I'm pretty sure if he's coming back – he's coming off of – the the Patriots coaching staff, right? Mm -hmm. So I mean, maybe in his time there, he learned some things from Belichick, and he gonna implement them when he gets to. It's Illinois, correct? He he going to Illinois? Mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So maybe he'll implement some things there. I mean, yeah, Lovey Smith was also NFL head coach. Honestly, a better one, but. All right. Uh, I think I uh, lost connection with you for a second there. But 
Um, I, I do want to talk, you know, after Steve Sarkeesian left, Alabama went out and picked Bill O'Brien uh, to be their head coach. I mean, not their head coach, but their offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. Um, I'm really surprised in this. And, you know, I kind of was talking to some friends about this and I'm like, I don't think that it's going to work because I don't think that this is a step up for Alabama at all. I mean, he couldn't even get it done in the Big Ten, for one, where he should have been able to. And if your offense couldn't work in the Big Ten, you know, and the SEC is, you know, supposed to be levels above, like everybody says, how is that going to work in the SEC? I'm not truly sure it will. I mean, I have – I just – I don't really have faith in Bill O'Brien, so I'm not saying – (laughs) <laughs> because Alabama is still coached by Nick Saban, I I know they'll be ready and I trust that they'll be ready. But, you know, usually when Alabama gets a new OC or DC, we're always like, okay, we can understand this. He fits. Like, he'll probably do some things like Steve Sharkeesian. Like, it's been so many coordinators. It's like every year that they lose somebody. But I don't, I don't think it's really a step up. Like you said, I don't think – I don't think it's bad, but I don't think it's a step up. So we just have to see. But I don't, I don't really don't have too much faith in Bill O'Brien. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't have faith in him at all, at all. And, um, dang, I forgot. Oh, so let's go ahead and, uh, you know, move to the NFL, man. There's some, there's some shakeups. And my boy E, you know, we talked yesterday, and he was like, bro, how did you call it? And I knew what he was talking about. If anybody hasn't heard, Dwayne Haskins has got signed by the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, uh, you know, I kind of wanted to save my explanation for the show. And basically, what I end up seeing, and I've been saying even before Jerome Bettis came out and was advocating for him to come to the Steelers, uh, Jerome Bettis one of my favorite, actually the guy who inspired me to play football. but. I just said Dwayne Haskins' skill set fits perfectly with the Pittsburgh Steelers. You got receivers that can stretch the field, and then uh, you'll have a quarterback who can throw the ball down the field uh, with ease as well to these speedy receivers, but he can also make the throw sideline to sideline as well, and I think that that's something. Also, Dwayne Haskins needed a stable franchise, you know, Washington, you still hearing that even though Ron Rivera is there, yes, he's a solid coach, but there's still, you know, problems with Ron Rivera in the front office. Even before Ron Rivera was there, there was problems between the head coach and the front office. And just nobody's ever been able to get on the same page there. And you got a young quarterback who only had one start in college. You get him, you know, hey, this guy needs reps. You know, we got to get this guy some reps, right? But then you start hearing reports coming out. He's not getting reps in practice. He's he's not, he, you know, and it's not because he doesn't want to. The coaches are saying, you're not getting the reps. And then, you know, we judge him so hardcore because he gets thrown out there and we just expect him to do so great. But he's a young quarterback who hasn't got the reps. And as a young quarterback, what I want everybody to know, you know, is you're going to make mistakes. You're not perfect, you know, and 
he obviously was feeling some type of way from the way that he re- was being treated. And like young kids do, what do they do? They act out. And he acted out. Um, but like I said, I think this is a perfect fit for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, uh, the Rooney family uh, has always been there for their players and also developing them not just on the field, but off the field in the great young men. And then Dwayne Haskins will be getting out of his comfort zone of being back home and around certain things that I also had, you know, that I think had a part playing in, you know, his mentality not being uh, focused completely on football like he should have been. Yeah, I will. I will totally agree with you that it's going to take it's going to take a lot to to turn around that Washington culture, the the culture around that team, because it's just for the namesake for one. And then when you when you do research and hear about what all is going, what all has gone on under the owner that's there that has kind of been overlooked, like it's very it's very bad culture. And that's what Ron Rivera is trying to change. And he's I'm not going to put the blame on Ron Rivera because, I mean, he can only do so much. And from what I've read and what I've heard and watched, he's pretty much being a puppet right now anyway. So I'm I'm, I'm glad Dwayne has gotten out of that situation. But at the same time, I I do feel like Dwayne is, has the talent to be a, an elite NFL quarterback. It's just will he put in the time to do it? Because there was reports that when he was was at Washington, he was when he first got there, he was hungry. He was doing his thing. Then he got the starting job and then he just started showing up late and wasn't really competing the way he should compete day in, day out. But if he can keep that, keep that mentality, keep that focus and grind, especially under Mike Tomlin, who's a very good coach. Like you said, he's in a very stable. No BS. (laughs) He's in a very stable organization, which is is pretty much if he learns the playbook and just like grinds, he will be in a very good position and can really just take off. So Talent all around him on the offense. And, And he'll have an offensive line to protect him. And, you know, speaking of the the Steelers, you know, a lot of people was like, hey, Mike, you know, uh, hope you all right. Got to check on you because, you know, the Steelers <laughs> lost in the playoffs and all of this crap. And you know what? What have I been telling people, E? The Steelers ain't going to do nothing. Yeah. Ain't going to win nothing with Fat Ben. I'm you not right. calling them Big Ben no more. They're not going to do nothing with Fat Ben. And that's just how I, I've been saying this. I wasn't shocked. I wasn't surprised. I mean, I understand, like, the first touchdown, you know, that the Brown score wasn't his fault. But anything else afterwards. <laughs> Man. I mean, and, that, go ahead. Go ahead. That was – I was not expecting that at all. I, I was expecting a little bit of fight from y'all. I mean, I knew – Everybody can tell from watching Big Ben that he's not the same and he was just constantly underthrowing receivers and things like that. So I'm not going to say I wasn't expecting the Browns to win, but I wasn't expecting it to be the type of game that they played. I wasn't expecting that type of fashion. I wasn't I wasn't expecting them to Corvette, Corvette on Juju on the sidelines and all that. So, I mean – and then Juju gave him some bulletin board material also, which you never truly want to do, especially with a team like 
the Browns who once they get some momentum behind them, like Baker performs under pressure. Yeah. <laughs> put some pressure yeah. on. <laughs> Baker feeds <laughs> off of that. And that's the one dude you just don't say nothing about Baker. You leave Baker alone and he'll beat himself. But as soon as you say something, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. But I'll say starting off the way I started off with a big Ben, like I said, it's just reiterates, brings back up Dwayne Haskins. If he gets in there and grinds like he's supposed to, y'all going to be dangerous, and I can see y'all actually probably making a run, probably staying undefeated instead of losing what was like three, four games in a row. Yeah. You just, you just have to wait and see. Yeah, a lot of people wanted to give Big Ben credit for those wins, but what you what a lot of people don't realize is, is it was the defense. It was the defense giving the offense so many more opportunities. And when your defense is on the field constantly, constantly, constantly on the field more than your offense, you know, that wears on the defense. And we already know the Steelers were uh, pretty beat up on the defensive side of the ball. They lost Bud Dupree. They lost, uh, what's his name, Um, uh, Devin Bush as well. So, you know, that normally teams aren't even able to run like that on the Steelers, but – they was able to do whatever they, they can. But uh, let's talk about, you know, some stuff that happened last week with, like, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is in concussion protocol. I haven't heard if he's going to be able to officially play. He's been limited in practice. And not only just battling the concussion, he's battling a toe injury, which, to be honest, to me, is really nothing. And I'll say that because I've had two broken big toes. And I feel like those are very important for your feet. But when the doctor told me, hey, you're going to have to miss the baseball season, uh, no, sir. You know what I did? <laughs> I, taped, I taped my big toe up to my next toe. <laughs> and I played. I put a cotton ball in between it and taped it. Like, I don't think that if as long as Patrick Mahomes clears the concussion protocol, he's going to play. Oh, no doubt, but I wouldn't – you had broken toes. I've had turf, turf toe a couple times. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to act like – it was, It wasn't really nothing, but I'm not going to act like I wasn't able to, you know, go out there and cut and do all the things properly that I wanted to because of the injury. But if Pat Mahomes sits out, I don't see the Chiefs winning because, yeah, Chad Henney saved the game for him or managed the game for him when he went out. But this Bills team is hot. On fire. Josh Allen, probably the MVP. Nobody was expecting it. I was not expecting him to come out and ball like this. And if if you take away Mahomes, I really feel like the Chiefs should either trade not trade, but pick up a a a backup quarterback, a really good backup quarterback or get somebody in there behind Pat, even though Pat's not going nowhere for a long while. But when you go down, hey, hey, I don't don't have no problem with it. But when Mahomes go down, everybody's like, oh, well, pretty much is like, oh, there goes the Chiefs game, season, whatever, because Patrick Mahomes is really the thing that drives that offense. And when you you lose somebody with that amount of talent, it's going to be hard to replace. And whether – the like the backup is good or not like the the chemistry it's it's just gonna be hard but 
I feel like if they had a a younger, more durable quarterback to back up Patrick Mahomes, I would give them a little bit more leeway. But Chad Henney, I don't really believe in him. He did he did manage the game, got him into the position they're in, helped them get into the position they're in now. But if I don't if Pat ain't out there, I'm just I'm not sold. Right. And I'll tell you what really hurt them is uh, what's the running back that was from LSU, the rookie, uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire? Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Yeah. If I felt like they might have a chance if he didn't get hurt earlier in the season with a season in the injury. But, I mean, because he'd be able to take a whole lot of pressure off of of Chad Henney. But – you don't even have that going for you. So I agree, man. Uh, it's definitely, if you got to pay somebody, you got to pay somebody to get him out of concussion protocol. <laughs> but, I mean, that's like like that's the only way to, to win this game. But I do want to talk about Drew Brees, man. Have we seen the last of Drew Brees? I, I think so. Because you see the way he walked off. You see how just – how he embraced the crowd. Yeah, boy, kisses and everything. I mean, everybody, I mean, people do that as a as a goodbye. Yeah, some people just do that as they leave the field. But Drew Brees has had a, a hell of a career. Pardon my French. I mean, I don't, I don't. And if he was to go out, I mean, I would hate that he would go out like this because I was, even though I hate the Saints for what they did to my Colts in the Super Bowl, uh, I would I rather I want to see them go then time that was a, a very hard game kind of sloppy game for so we're just gonna have to we're gonna have to wait and see I'm pretty sure the news is gonna break if if he doesn't that's good he'll have one more year to go out there and Pat his stats and probably break a couple more records. Yeah, I mean, I just I feel bad for him because, like you said, I think this is the last that we saw him as well. Because for the last three years, last three years, right? They've been so close, so close, you know. And what the last two two years before this year was, you know, defensive miscues, right? But this time, this year, that was all on him. His interceptions is what cost it. And and that's what I hate more. But I just want everybody to uh, understand and be able to appreciate, like, this is a great quarterback. Appreciate what you got to see. Cherish that. Yeah, he might not have went out on a high note, but Drew Brees will still go down as one of the all-time greats in my eyes for sure. Um, but you get Tom Brady versus uh Aaron Rodgers, man. Uh, that ends up setting up a matchup that I'm I'm very, very eager to see. And you know, we talked about like after the draft and everything, you know, Green Bay picking a quarterback, not giving Aaron Rodgers weapons, and all of these guys are like, we're under the radar, not it, they're like. Oh, snaps. He got guys. He has guys. So, um, I don't 
don't know because Aaron Rodgers didn't seem too happy when they got a quarterback. But was it was it smoke and mirrors or like what 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 what's going on, man? Because this Green Bay team looks nasty, and you know, like I had kind of said that. Uh, let's just say the Chiefs get there uh, with the healthy Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I might have to pick Green Bay still to win that game. And the reason why is, is I just think that Green Bay's defense will win out over, you know, the Chiefs' defense, in my opinion. But I'm definitely interested in seeing this Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers matchup. Talk to me. I, for the longest while, I believe that Aaron Rodgers was the best quarterback in the NFL. I feel like he dipped off, and obviously he isn't anymore, but he's still really top five. And yeah, it's just – I just – I wasn't expecting it either. Devontae Adams finally came back and finally showed why, out of all the receivers that they got rid of in Green Bay, they have kept him because he is just – he different. He even told Jalen Ramsey before the game, he's like, hey, I'm not I'm not one of them other guys that you be guarding. I'm different. And what he do? Went out there and made him look silly. And with the help of this defense, and I mean, I gonna I feel like they'll beat the 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 Bucks and then go to the Super Bowl. Depending on who they play, I'll give it to them. I'm not gonna lie. If they run into this Bills team because they're so hot. And because they have a pretty good defense and a really good offense, that's really the matchup I want to see. But I would have no problems if the Chiefs got in with a healthy Patrick Mahomes. But I don't know. I mean, I feel like they drafted Jordan Love for for Aaron Rodgers to be the the Brett Favre to his Aaron Rodgers, but also spark a fire under him, and I guess it worked. <laughs> hey. I, I don't think that they're going to be able to do to Aaron Rodgers like what they did to Brett Favre. I just don't. I mean, yeah, Brett Favre was great, but Aaron Rodgers to me is just different, man. Dude's just different. Um, But I want to move on to some NBA talk and got to talk about James Harden. And now he looks motivated more than ever now that he's out of Houston. And, you know, I didn't think that that was going to happen, but you're talking about Houston losing out on Russell Westbrook and James Harden. Um, Did they set themselves up for disaster? And who really came out on top? Because, I mean, to me, the Brooklyn Nets might have a team. And, I mean, we might as well just go ahead and segue with, and bring Kyrie into this. And I know a lot of people are being harsh on Kyrie, but I tell you this, when you punch out, when you punch out a work and you hit that clock, how how would you like your job to dictate how you live? When your family comes over, you gotta wear a mask. And if we catch you, we're gonna take garnish your wages. I mean, I mean. I don't think it's – I personally don't think it's right, but we all know that the NBA is a business, so they're going to do what's best for business. They don't care. Unless you're Michael Jordan or LeBron or Kobe, rest his soul, one of the faces of the NBA, they're they not going to let you slide. Um, 
the Nets, I feel like it's crazy. Like, I feel like obviously they are now the favorites to win the East and probably make it to the finals out of the East. But I just think it's crazy that they're doing all of this to beat a 36 year old LeBron. So, I mean, we just have to wait and see. I mean, they did just, they did just get a smack by the Cavaliers. Colin Sexton did, you know, I mean, I ain't going to say smack. I mean, but I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say just to beat LeBron. I mean, think about it. I mean, before they did it, the Warriors did it. Why did the Warriors do it? Huh? Why did the Warriors do it? Because they fell short against, uh, I forgot who they fell short against that year, but also they needed some help to stop LeBron. I mean, they needed the help just like the Nets I don't think that they needed, they didn't need that much help. Not a Kevin Durant. They didn't need that. They didn't need that, man. But, uh, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm very intrigued with this uh, NBA season, but I'm also intrigued with, um, you know, there's still going to be some college football players too. Uh, Jackson State will be playing soon. And what's up with the news, man? Uh, Jackson State, they just breaking into uh, Deion Sanders' whip, man. What's up with that? They tripping down there. The, the GOAT has came to save your school, and you're going to break into his ride. Man, he 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 there to change the culture. I mean, maybe maybe once he get there and implement the things he want to implement, and people learn who he. I mean, everybody know who he is, but once they get to know him on a personal level, and probably get the city jumping, they'll probably they'll probably return. I ain't gonna say return what they took, but they'll probably you know be like, hey, I'm sorry, I'm really sorry, man. Sometimes you just can't have uh, good things, man. But we'll be looking forward to uh, January 24th matchup. And then our uh, the Super Bowl will be February 7th, you know. And uh, I know 2020 was rough on everybody. I hope that 2021 is uh, getting a little bit better. And I think it can only get better, man. Like I said, you know, life handed me lemons. I went ahead and made lemonade. And that's all you can do. Is try to stay positive, think positive, and I guarantee you, like, when you're thinking positive, you'll see things in a in a totally different light. You you won't even understand or recognize the negativity that's going on around you, or even if you see it, you'll end up like pushing it to the side, like it wasn't even there, because that's just not your vibe. It just doesn't catch with you. So I recommend. Recommend that to everybody. Um, I started listening to more motivational speakers and things like that, motivational podcasts. Uh, so definitely give those a listen. Give those, uh, you know, just just fill it out. Try something um, to uplift your spirits, uplift your soul. Uh, don't go into 2021. You know, this is the beginning. Don't let this year finish and you haven't worked on your inner peace and found peace within yourself. So that's my message to you all. I love y'all. Essek, you got anything else you want to say? I mean, I just want to back up your notion of finding inner peace and and just giving out good energy, being peaceful, giving out good energy, because 
that's being positive. That's what I try to strive to do. And a lot of people notice that about me and a lot of people really respect that, that value in me. And I mean, it's, it's nice to hear because I don't really think about it. I just go out there and be me, but I like to see that it makes, it makes me feel good that other people see that, see the way I'm carrying myself because I'm trying to carry myself that way. And it's just, like you said, 2020 was a, a, a really wild year. We need, we got a new one. We need to start off good. We need to start off right. And we need to continue. It's a, it's a lot that's going on, but we need to really come together in all these times. We've said it multiple times, but this is really the time when we all just need to come together. Agreed, brother. Agreed. Agreed. Make sure that you're following us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at The Fan's Edge. And if you like, join our Facebook group where we just have millions, uh, not millions, uh, hundreds of sports fans over there. Uh, the Fan's Edge Sports Talk. And appreciate you all again. We can't do this without you. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe button and leave us a review and a comment on all of your podcast platforms. Love you all. Peace out. We out of here.